Honorary Chicas, it's your girl Abigail Amengual coming at you real, unfiltered, and raw. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see. Why are you teasing me? Like, no, what? I, whoa. <laughs> what, wait, hold on. Wait a minute. I've never seen so many penises in my life. And just because I met you today doesn't mean that two Wait days later, minute. I'm going to say, hey, everyone, forget you. Karma's a bitch. Mm. This is the Chica's Project Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Chica's Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amengual, and I'm so excited because we are recording today from our new home, Rec Productions. And I'm so happy to be here with Chris and James. Thank you so much for having us. And today is a very special episode. We are in March and it's Women's Month. So today we are going to spotlight six different uh, New Jersey businesses. And I have a group of ladies here. And I'm so excited for all of you to meet them. And uh, two of them actually have been on the show prior. So welcome back, Vanessa and Amanda. Amanda was on season one and Vanessa was on season two. Amanda gave us a one-on-one lesson in stock, in the stock market. And Vanessa talked to us about branding and marketing and basically owning your business and being the boss babe that she is. So welcome you, welcome back, both of you. And I'm really excited, so let's get the party started. We've got our mimosas, we're ready to go. So let's go around and introduce everyone and get to know everybody. Um, First and foremost, Abby, thank you for having me back. My name is Vanessa Contreras. I'm a social media strategist, media host, um, content creator and influencer. I'm the founder of So Necessary Creative. We are a creative agency that helps you develop your brand awareness. Um, your content, whatever you may need. Uh, We mainly support small businesses and personal brands. So for all your social media whatnots, I'm the social media bestie you didn't realize you needed. Hello, my name is Brandy Rodriguez. I'm a co-founder of Iconic Hair Lounge. And I've been at the business for like 20 years. And recently, three years ago, I opened my dream business um, helping women to feel the best and have that iconic moment, of course. And yeah. Hi, my name is Gina Duran. I'm the owner of Belize Lash and Beauty Spa in Ocean Township. I also own 360 Lash Academy and I specialize in lashes, brows, and facials. Hi, my name is Miriam and I'm originally from Mexico, so you guys can hear my accent. <laughs> Um, I'm the owner of Envelox Studio. I currently have two locations now, and I just opened up my first one a year and a half ago, and I just opened up my second one three months ago. Um, I think my goal in life is to inspire other women. That's my goal. And, well, thank you, Abigail, for having me. Sure. (laughs) Amanda. Last time I was here, we were talking about stocks in the stock market. I have a financial background, but this year I really took on the permanent makeup industry. I love brows. I love aesthetics in general, Um, but I started tattooing and now I just opened AM Beauty. Uh, We do all permanent makeup, lips, eyeliner, and brows, and I'm so excited to be here with these beautiful women who are so empowering and make me (laughs) feel like a boss. Like, I love it. Just love to be around you guys. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Abby, for um, having us, having me. This is great. This is so much fun. Um, my name is Aime Michelle. Amy Michelle. Um, <laughs> I started young uh, in my career, very young. I, uh, 
always liked beauty, and um, I was one of the runner-up runner up for Miss Dominican Republic uh, Universe. And then I worked for L'Oreal for a couple of years. So I always like, you know, um, uh, beauty and all about uh, beauty. I own a highbrow lash bar in Long Branch, New Jersey, and uh, we specialize in eyelash extensions, eyebrows, and skincare. Great. So one of the reasons, I think I mentioned this before, women, uh, March is Women's Month, and I just wanted, uh, first of all, a lot of these ladies are responsible. A lot of you are always asking me, oh my God, who does your hair, who does your nails, who does this, who does that? A lot of these ladies are responsible for me looking my best every day. Um, Gina so, uh, Beliza is where I go to get my lashes, and Lux is where I get to get, do my nails, and Iconic is where I go to do my hair. So like, they're the reasons I always look so fabulous, and I wake up, and I just like, feel fabulous from the second I wake up. But also, um, I was actually, out of all these ladies, I was the last one to really find my calling or, or, or really decide what I wanted to do. And I've had such a passion, and I know what I feel when I record and when I, when I promote this podcast. Recently, a lot of you guys know I opened my own blog in the beginning of the year. And I wanted to know what everyone's passion, what made them want to create their businesses and what, why they chose the careers that they have today. So that's kind of what I wanted to do this to promote Women's Month. And hopefully a lot of you listening will feel motivated. If there's anything you guys want to do after you listen to this episode, hopefully you, you know, tell yourself that, you know, I can do it. So what I want to know from you ladies is um, my first question is what motivated you to enter the industry you are currently in? I'm a social media strategist and media host now. Um, but originally I started as a blogger. So from the beginning, I just I've always worked in sales. I went to school for public relations. I love all things like entertainment and, and media. Um, and I think it was just I'm an um, I'm a hustler by trait. So I've just put myself in so many positions to be in so many different places that when I put it all together, I'm like, I know I love to help people, particularly women. That's what my blog started off as. It was like a looks for less, like how to look fabulous, like on a budget type of thing. And it just went from building that personal brand, my own personal brand, so necessary as a blog. And then in time now, fast forward like 10 years later, it's just a place where people are looking at me and they're like, I want to do what you do, but I don't feel like I'm doing anything out of the ordinary because I'm just being myself. So now it's just like, let me show you how to show up as yourself confidently and like not be afraid of social media. Like I say, I'm the social media bestie you didn't realize you needed because sometimes people really overthink the social media thing. And it's like, there's so many opportunities on social media, but at the same time, it can also be like a funny place. So it's like finding that balance. But Wait, when I, I went into- you say something yeah. to add to that? I think that is where people find like their passion. Like, what are you good at? Like, who are you? Who's your identity? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and it could be multiple things, right? Yeah. I went from finance to doing brows, but like, that was what I love to do, you know? And, and the like, feedback you're getting from those people. So it leads mm -hmm. you into like your calling. So for me, it was that, like I went into network. So you're marketing. just doing what you'd like to do, right? Yeah. You're normal. Like what? I don't yeah, like I don't think you know? I'm like, people would always say to me, they're like, oh, I love what you're doing. Like, I love what you're doing. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just like to get dressed up, like look really pretty and take pictures <laughs> and then post them on Instagram. And like, you guys like it, you know, yeah. but I knew that I wanted it to be more than just that. Like I didn't just want to be beauty and I wanted to be brains. So um, because I have a brain. And, um, um, yeah, I just started sharing my story and then I started creating courses. And when I went into network marketing and was like selling products, 
um, with Monet, it's like, hey, like if I have a great social media presence, I can't add people onto my team. And it's just like, yeah, like the girl at the top, right? That's what people always say. It's like her page is cool. Like I'm on Vanessa's team. It's like we're on the same team. So I started teaching my team how to build their personal brand. And then from there, I'm like, how many people are not in network marketing, are not in Monet that like need to build their personal brands. And that was like my aha moment. And it's like, hey, now I just want to teach people how to be great on social. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Randy? Um, Yes, well, for me, um, the beauty industry, hair, makeup, and all that, I feel like I was just born with it. Like, since I remember, I was 12 years old, like watch TLC with the makeovers and oh, stuff. I loved TLC. Remember, like back in the day, <laughs> oh I was like, "Wow, that's so amazing!" I start practicing in my cousin's <laughs> hair, and I loved it. I, I love changing the looks. I love how I make it feel confident mm-hmm. and look their best. And also, it's important to take care of yourself too, you know. And I love that. And I mean. I've been started when I was 19 in a salon, and then I moved to New Jersey. I work at Posh. Moved to New Jersey you, from where? From Puerto Rico. From Puerto Rico, okay. Yes. And I worked there for 18 years, oh. and I learned so much, and, you know, doing We grew up there. Yeah, we yeah. grew up out there, and one day, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to own my own business, and I want to inspire others, you know, like, it is possible to have your own business, and, like, other you know, teach them how to hustle because it's also not easy, you know what I mean? Coming here and, mm-hmm. you know, in the beauty industry as well because, you know, all these days are so competitive, but we all so good at our own. Yeah. And everybody have their own journey and I don't know, just love, I feel like I was just born with it, you know, with the talent and the hair, so. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe yeah, I mean. <laughs> Gina? So I always had a passion for the beauty industry and I've been in it over 10 years, but what motivated me was there is so many bad lash salons out there actually that do terrible work or they're causing damage to clients' lashes. And I just, um, I wanted to be different. I wanted to really master the trade to perfect it to where I wasn't going to cause damage. And you know, there's a lot of controversy. Are lashes good? Are they bad? But I said, I'm going to be different and I'm going to make sure that I master this technique to where be worth it. I feel the same way. Yeah. But in the nail side. <laughs> yes. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So okay. How, how did you get into your... How I get into... So my story is different because basically was, I didn't have any other option. Then mm. that's all what it was like in front of me. Like beauty was always in my... Like, let's say my journey in life, because always I was like braiding my friend's hair and all that kind of stuff. But then I had my daughter when I was 15. So it kind of stopped everything. My world stopped. At that moment, I was like, I did not know what to do. I couldn't go back to school full time. So I had to figure it out like. And the beauty industry was like my choice. That's why I'm. That's what I said. Like I'm here to inspire women in general, that we can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard. It was so hard. But I'm so proud of like myself. Now I can say it. I feel like a couple of years ago it was a little bit hard for me oh. to recognize that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the beauty industry have like given me so much, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I would say like my daughter has been my reason to be in the beauty Aww, industry. That's your why. Yes. 
and then like make the difference in the nail industry. Because, yeah, just how you said, like, Gina, um, there is so many nail salons, there is so many lash places, but not everyone does a great work. And that's my goal in the nail industry, like, make the difference. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Amanda? So I'm tra transitioned from the finance to this. It's a big difference. You would think trading stocks is like more pressure. No, your work walking around is a lot of pressure, especially when it's permanent on someone's face. So mm -hmm. I've definitely been tested more in this industry than ever career-wise. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have an MBA in finance. I love finance, but it just wasn't like fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I felt like something was missing or I just didn't have that connection mm -hmm. that I wanted. Um, so... I've always loved the beauty industry. My mother is the boss babe of bosses. I love her and like the idol of like owning hair salons and just being a powerful woman, like a mother and also a business owner. So I grew up seeing that. Um, I like hair, but I didn't think it was like something I was passionate about. So I never went into it. Then, you know, two years ago, I was like, okay, let me do some like self work and find like, what do I love? What am I passionate about? And I started um, taking some online classes with microblading and started tattooing. And then I realized like what I'm good at, what I'm not good at and started doing permanent makeup. And I really, I manifested the best clientele into my life. And I feel like I was being so true to myself instead of worrying about making money or like, it was like something I truly enjoyed. And then it turned into a business, which I, you know, takes a lot of work to establish, but it's so fulfilling, fulfilling. So that's basically how it happened. Big transition. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> um, I mean, I am inspired by everything that you guys have, you know, shared. Um, it's definitely not easy. Um, it's, you know, it's, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Exactly. It's Literally. like, um, we, we know our struggles, I feel like, and we all go through ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, one day is better than the other. One day we want to, you know, kill our clients <laughs> because that's how it is. I mean, I'm just being honest, yeah, course, you know, yeah. is, is, and then another day is you have the best day. So it's like you go through Take these ups and downs, yeah. but if you have a goal, if you know where you're going, um, you know, you make it a little bit easier, but it's not, it's not easy. Um, uh, I, as I said earlier in my introduction, I, um, started early in my career, I always like, you know, the beauty industry. I always like, um, you know, modeling and, you know, I, I, I went to different pageants back home, uh, Dominican Republic. And so it was always something that I always wanted to do. But, and also one day I wanted to open my own business. I don't know when, but I always said like, I wanted to open my own business. And, and I knew it was going to be a salon. And, uh, you know, I, I came here when I was 21 after I went to the uh, pageant in Dominican Republic. And um, I, you know, at the beginning wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Uh, I remember working as a nanny, you know, babysitting uh, for mm -hmm. three, three amazing kids. Um, and then, you know, I went to school at the same time. So it's like going to work from, you know, Monday to Friday, eight to 5 p.m. And then after that, you got to hurry and rush to school because if you don't punch in by, uh, you know, six o'clock, you're out. So then, you know, it's like, it was hard, it was hard, and, but you have to work. You have to make money to pay, you know, your school. But um, as I said, if you have a goal, if you know where you're going, um, you know, you do it. And many times I wanted to quit. 
many times I mm -hmm. wanted to be like, you know what? This is not for me. This is hard. I cannot do this. I was exhausted. I was tired, mm -hmm. you know, but you have people around you. You have your family that supports you and like, come on, you can do it. Um, and, you know, you, you just you just do it. You just do it. And uh, then I remember, you know, after I finished my school, I uh, went to work for L'Oreal for a couple of years that, you know, helped me a lot um, to, to learn, learn a lot about business uh, and to strategize business. And um, then I, from that, then I went to cosmetology school because, mm. you know, in our country, we, we did cosmetology school. But when you come here, it's not valid. You have yeah. to go to school again and get a license. Yes. Even though, like Randy, for example, she yeah. you know she knew her for so many years, and then she got, she came here and she had to you know so we had to get a license. Yeah, yes, that over. Longer, yeah, right? so you know it's like you have to do it all over again, you know. And it's 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 as I say, it's hard. But then you know I did that, and then I worked for a lash place, um, you know, to gain gain a little bit more experience, mm -hmm. and then from that you know I'm like okay, I um, I'm ready to open my my salon. I remember I did. I when I opened my business, um, I didn't have a lot of clients. You know, I remember. You know, at the beginning it was hard. The first year, the first two years, it's like yeah. you don't see any income. You know, is and mm -hmm. then you know. But again, you have your family supporting you. You know, be there for you. And then you know, after a couple of years, then you you start kind of like you know the business. You know picking it up a little bit, you know, seeing clients coming up, back. That's yeah. where I think the grit comes in. Like, you have to love what you're doing. Yep. Yeah. Because you're tested. Like, I always test it on so many levels, but I'm like, all right, when I'm doing this, I love doing this. So you got to stick with it. Like, that's where if you're not in your lane and you don't like what you're doing, you're right. never going to be successful because you're going to quit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Unless you love what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> Businesses is not for everybody. Owning yeah. a business is not for mm -hmm. everybody. And I, I I seen that like with a lot of, I've been in business for almost seven years and I see uh, employees come and go. We see a lot of people come, right. you know, and we right. see a lot of people leave. Yeah. And okay. the people that stays with you is because they know what they want. They're part of you. They're part of your business. They want to grow together, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, mindset. And, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, they stay with you. And I have... I have a, one of my employees that, you know, at the beginning of the career, when I opened my business, she told me she wanted to open a business, you know, yeah. one day that she wanted to work with me, be part of my business. But that, that was her goal, which totally understand, like, fine. Like, yeah. uh, you know, of mm -hmm. course, everybody wants to, you know, they have their goal. And uh, now she doesn't, she say, no, I don't want to see you. I don't want to see myself the way I see you. Because, you know, she sees me like ups and down, like, Because you know, it looks good. You, it looks yeah. good from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's been with me for six years. Day. Day. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like not when things go wrong, you're not calling yeah. anyone. It's you. Yeah. Like, you have to figure it out. They all jump to my second question, so I guess I might as well say it. <laughs> Describe the challenges you had opening your business. So Amy started us off. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so, yeah, it's like, you know, you they, they come and they're like, oh, I want to open my own business one day. Sure, no problem. You know, we support each other. I help you. You help me. As long as you're being everybody. honest. Yes. 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 And then they, you know, now she's still with me, you know, after six years. And I love her to death. She's, 
you know, one of my employees and she's like, no, I don't, I don't want to open my business. I'd rather stay here, work for you. I have my clientele. I'm booked back right. to back. I don't have to worry about the extra, the behind the scene, you know, that what people don't see. But also you must give her that room for growth. Like yeah, that's absolutely. Like you allow her absolutely. to grow. And that's like the most important thing. Cause I feel like in the beauty industry, for sure, I feel like you see two different sides. Like you see people that are trying to hold you back. Like, okay, you can go, but don't go farther than me. Right. And then there's people that are like, listen, we're all going at the top together. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I want you to do well yeah. and better, like, yeah. and feed off of each other. Yeah. So yeah. she stays with you probably because you're a good yeah. boss yeah. and you're able to give her that room of growth. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And then, Definitely, you know. because the difference between owning a business is like we're working pretty much not eight hours. We're working 10, 12, 15 hours a day. 24 hours. Oh, exactly. Right. Okay. Besides mm -hmm. working for somebody else, we're only going nine to five and then yeah, yeah you cook yeah. out and then you sometimes it seems nice that's yeah. it yeah it does seem nice so sometimes. sometimes you're like <laughs> yeah so let's let's get let me call the boss answers what uh what challenges did you have opening your business um so i will say this i respect everybody in the circle because you guys we're all service-based businesses but you guys have to have products and you gotta like yeah. really invest in different <laughs> things so i'm always thankful to god that like my business is really just me like it's it's part i don't necessarily have products or things that i need to work on but i think a challenge that i've seen is it has all been internal because with what i do it's like i genuinely have to believe like as an entrepreneur like you genuinely have to be a little bit crazy like you've got to be a little delusional like people are like believe in yourself like yeah no like really believe in yourself like that has been the hardest struggle because yeah. when i first started i think a lot of people see me in ways that i don't see myself so the first time that i showed one of my business like consultants who's a good friend of mine, I was like, hey, like, these are my packages. Like, these are my prices. Pricing has been a challenge for me, I'll be honest. And he looked at me and he's like, Vanessa, this is a, this is a fucking joke, right? He's like, what are these numbers? This is disgusting. How are you going to eat? I'm like, I felt comfortable with this. I'm like, I have no portfolio. I've, I've owned, I haven't done work to show people. Like, how am I going to show people what I've done? And he's like, you're you, like, you're the price, like, you're the reason why people are going to work with you. And I didn't understand, like, the depths of personal branding at that time. Mm -hmm. But he's yeah. like, you've built a whole blog, you walk into any room and, like, people, whatever you tell people you do, they're going to believe you because it's you. Like, I didn't understand that. So it was a big challenge just believing in myself and that I could do it. And aside from I can do it, the other day I read something that said, I don't charge for what I do. I charge for what I know. So it was mm, learning that I felt for. a lot of guilt <laughs> for my clients. Like, oh, if I do something for a client, like, is it going to be enough for the client? But it's like, I'm saving that client so much time. They don't got to go to school for this. They don't got to spend 10 hours on YouTube for this. Like, I'm the shortcut. Like, I'm the way. Like, you need me. Like, so necessary. Quality. Like, you need me. Quality. You yeah. know? So... I loved that that I saw the other day. It's like, I don't charge for what I do. I charge for what I know because you think you know, but you don't know because if you knew, you would do it yourself. Exactly. 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 Period. Brandy, for me, the biggest struggle that I had for real the first year, <clears throat> it was how to juggle my personal my life mm. with work. You know, work. Your personal and, life with your business. But yeah, my business and mm. personal life and family and everything because it's like it takes so much out of you trying to like open it's like so much you're still working full time and you know if you have a 
boyfriend or husband that requires time. So you need to know how to have that balance. And for me, it was actually really, really hard. How to balance everything, for sure. I can agree with that because it's so hard in the beginning. You're sacrificing so much and you're trying to balance personal life, business and family and it's, it is definitely hard. Um, and I think another challenge is juggling many different roles in the business, the receptionist, the manager, the owner, marketing. Wait, it's, wait, wait, who was your receptionist your first year? <laughs> my husband was my receptionist. <laughs> uh, so bring that, that was a strong one. I love that. So I just want to make it very clear for everyone listening who might not know a lot of these ladies, not only do I go to their, their salons and their businesses? But I've known everyone here. I met Vanessa. We did Miss New Jersey together. I've met all these girls. I've known these all these women for at least 10 years, yeah. minimum. Yeah. And so when Gina opened her salon, the reason I asked is because <laughs> I knew the answer. I walked in, and the first person that greeted me was her now husband. And yeah. <laughs> it is not easy to work with your significant other. I don't know if anyone here has, but it's a challenge. Um, they want the best for you, but it is, it's hard working, you know, I'm Especially very, they don't know the business the way you know the business. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you have to remain professional and do what you have to do, but it, uh, it's definitely, you know, that's a challenge. I like things a certain way. You like things another yeah. way, <laughs> yeah. but, um, I appreciate it in the end because he did help me in the beginning. It's really hard to be able to afford a manager, afford a receptionist. You know, you're juggling so many different roles and doing everything. <laughs> we ran out of mimosas. Sorry, Sorry guys. guys. It's all good. I don't even need it anyway. I'm more of an OJ girl. <laughs> but you are juggling many different roles. So I think, you know, it's the, the first year is definitely really hard because you have to, you have yeah. to budget. You can't hire yeah. all these people to help you. Yeah. You need to start out really small and, uh, you know, minimal staff until you, you get busier. Then you just have realistic expectations. Yeah. But that's anything in general. Like, I feel like I, you know, I had my first son really young and I brought him to college with me. Like, it was like, we're going to figure this shit out together. Yeah, you do what you have to do. Like, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think it actually, I used it as like motivation and like, that's my purpose. Like, these kids, I'm telling them, oh, I'm mommy's going to tattoo someone's face. And they're like, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, you're horrible. But like, how am I going to tell them? All right, but I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it was like them holding me accountable. They used to sit there with latex on their foreheads. And I used to like practice on them. And they'd be like, oh. Oh, I don't <laughs> know about these. I also take a great example of you. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, I see that with my daughter. Um, I'm so proud of her. <laughs> I'm yeah. so proud of her. Like, I think she sees me work so hard mm-hmm. that she's only 19 years old, and I see her with all these goals. Like, mm. and I'm like, what did I create? So, oh. you know, like, even explain thinking. to us your challenges because you were next. My um, challenges. You, you I and think uh, uh, just to clarify, you and Randy came from a salon that you both worked at together. Yes. Right. And you both left, so hence why, what Randy just explained about her business. So, you also left that salon. Explain your first, your challenges. So my challenges, I think it was like going back to school and raising the kids at the same time. Because mm. it was hard to manage and I was in a relationship that he didn't support me. So it was even harder. Mm. But I always have the goal to like be so sufficient. That was my main thing. Are you not, still in that relationship? No, not anymore. Woo! that. Yes. I ended up that relationship like a, almost mm. nine years ago. I think that's wow. important, not letting people hold you back. Yes. Um, I'm so happy. 
I have no words to explain, but I think those my my challenges. Being in a relationship that he didn't support me in that way, and then raising the kids, and that's what I wanted to like, show women, that we can do it no matter what. It's not going to be easy, right? because but. it's not going to be easy, otherwise everybody will do it, but we can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Describe your first year of opening your business. So what was your first year? I know a lot of you kind of answered in the previous, but your first year, and, and the reason I say that is because your first year versus... Um, some of you have been in the business, your, your current business, six years now. So where you are, are at today, financially, uh, maybe the amount of clients, the, your employees, that first year, did you feel like that first year was going to be your last year? Like, anyone want to start? Yeah. For me, um, the first year, honestly, was what I expected. But I was just so ready to do it. And it's, everything just like fall into place. I'm not saying it was like easy because it wasn't, but um, it was it was it was good. It was good. But now, like, cause you guys know, like, I had a studio, a salon suite Congrats. at first, Congrats. and then now I opened a bigger location because you know I ran yes. out of space or whatever. So now, oh, it's the ran out of space yeah. for me. It's a way to book the business Excuse for a suite. Right? Yeah. New yeah. place. I haven't been able to visit you, but I will come. Yeah, so did it, it help when so you first so when you opened the suite? I have seen pictures. When really you opened cute. the suite, did it help that you had a clientele or still was hard? Well, I have a you know pretty good clientele because mm-hmm. you know I was at Posh as you know for yeah. 18 years yes. and I have amazing clients. Yeah, that was um, but the suite first, you know, because actually you open a business and you just like. You know, at first, you don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, the taxes and the order behind the business that we yeah. don't know. Mm-hmm. And you just like do it and just figure it out and just go with the punches. <laughs> but, you know, my first business actually helped me to navigate that. And obviously my second location was like a little bit easy, but still a struggle because, you know, it wasn't still easy. But it's a new yeah. beginning. So, yeah. yeah. And I feel like the struggles is going to be there. Okay. Like, right, no matter right? what. Right, like, yeah. they're just going to turn business. into different struggles. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, every day we see something different. It could be, a, as I said, it could be a good day, it could be a bad day, mm-hmm. but right. we just we just keep going, you know, and we try to, I mean, we try so hard to, like, just, like, smile to everybody, right? Like, right, even on our right. bad days, like, we have to be an example of our employees, right? We have to, like, mm-hmm. smile. They don't know our struggles. They don't know our problems, you know, but we do. But and that's why I have a, a, a hate love relationship with social media because it's like amazing but we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah. no because now you see that this new generation they come into the business and Oof. they expect everything to be like so perfect you talking about that yesterday because mm-hmm. they see all these amazing like they don't know it's actually a Work. struggle and you really have to hustle for what you want yeah. you know and it doesn't come mm-hmm. overnight you know and yeah. Yeah. it is like stuff it's really tough. I'm about to cry. You have to like your no, but you know what inspired. too? Like saying that it is tough, <laughs> but like surrounding yourself by the right people. Like right. I did not tell That's anybody hard. what I was doing for so long because I was like, I don't need any negativity or doubt in my head because I'm already struggling. Like and I'm already way, taking right. everything right. in me yeah. to be like, I got this. Well, I yep. asked you this privately because obviously we're friends, but I I'm gonna ask you on here again because what I when I first found out it was like, wait, that's two completely different fields. You're, you were in finance. You did stocks. Uh, go check out the episode. Talk to me, stocks. 
uh, season one, and she's that's all she talked about. That was her passion. She had I done do. that I for love years. Soccer. I love making you money. You did. She has her <laughs> masters, and then all of now you're all, all of a sudden in the beauty industry. Like what? Like where did the switch come in for you? Because that's that's the first. Want to get real? That was the first. Come <laughs> real, every day, right now. I'm gonna be yes, completely no, honest. Here, I'm gonna be completely honest. I see you. As my go-to finance girl. And I am. And now all of a sudden I see you as the permanent makeup. So anything I do, I like to give it 100%. Even like I'm a mom, I have three kids. I love my kids. Mm -hmm. Like passionately love my children. And everything I do, I put 100%. I love trading stocks, but it just wasn't fulfilling. I also was in a position in my life where I had a really hard year and I, you know, getting divorced. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need something that I can provide the lifestyle for my children. And I was like hungry for it yes right people be like oh my gosh how did you do because i practiced night and day and every moment i can it was my outlet it was like something i saw like this is going to help me survive this okay. is going to help me get out of my position mm-hmm. and i'm going to create anything i want yeah, with this happy. Yeah. so that yeah. was like i had the like passion behind it that's the truth that's why like i put the time into practice because it was like my outlet from at the time my reality but I do love finance. Don't get me wrong. I do have like a lot of a background. My mother owns hair salons. Gina and I have been friends for forever. She knows how we used to wax people's eyebrows when we shouldn't be. <laughs> Probably how old were we? Waxing eyebrows. And I have super blonde no, hair. I didn't have eyebrows. So I used to dye them, dye my eyebrows the shape I wanted. Didn't even remove the hair around them. Just as long as there was some you could see. Don't look back. But I never had eyebrows for the longest. I'm like... <laughs> Super blonde. None of us had eyebrows. But that was my. Look, if I really and I say this to my kids all the time, I'm like, find your passion. Like, what do you right. love? Because you'll make money doing anything. Yeah. Right. My yeah. our generation, my parents, it was like, you know, you got to go to college, you got to, uh-huh. you know, study, you got to take the SATs, you got to. And I mean, my mother was like, listen, if you want to do hair, you could do hair. But like, that's what was like instilled in us. My reality right now is, I tell my kids all the time, you're not going to college unless you know where you're going to college for, because. Mm-hmm. Find what you love because that's where you're going to be successful. Like in the passion that you're in, like even if it's eyebrows, like who would have known I could make something out of that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And finding that passion, even if it's like dressing up. Yeah. Our generation, my mother would have been like, okay, well, we better dress up and go to college. Right, you're not going to dress right. up. That's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was dressing up for class, man. Yeah. I was going to class. Yeah. I, I was just you love what you're doing. Yeah. So many people want to open a business, but for they're not the passionate. Right. Just for the money, but just they're really the, not yep. passionate about it. Yep. So, and yeah. you have to sacrifice mm. everything yep. and put so many hours into it. So if it's just about the money, like you'll never make it. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be passionate. You're going to be the best because you're going to keep challenging yourself. You're going to be like, all right, what, what did I do wrong here? How can I get better? How can I be better? Because you're into it. Like mm-hmm. just like anything. And there's like, so many more resources mm-hmm. now, honestly, yeah. like we come from a time where like the, the blogger thing, like that was so new back then. And, and, I didn't understand how to make money off of that. Like back then I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand it, but there's so like you fast forward to 10 years now and it's like, there's so many resources that if you're not doing what you love, it's simply because you're not surrounding yourself by like-minded people or people that are within that field. And you're just all having the conversation about how to grow. Mm-hmm. Like or you're truly, not so I a thousand percent agree. Right. I feel right. like you cannot go right. into a business with jealousy. First thing, you cannot go into business thinking I want to open up this business because she's successful. No, you can't right. go into yeah. business with that Good mindset. Point. You have to go into a business because you love what you're doing, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. What it makes 
the difference growing successful or not making it. Right. But it's also like being like, I can never own a hair salon. Like I know that I seen my mother own hair salons. I looked up to her, but when someone wanted their hair redone, I'm like, girl, let book another appointment. Like, right. but right. my mother had this passion. She's like, okay, yes. And accommodating. And I'm like, no, not for me. Like, but we're different people. That's not the industry. And believe me, I wish I loved it like that because I would have taken over her salons and I would have already had, you know, been so ahead of the game. Yeah. But it wasn't something I like loved. It wasn't real. When or, you love what you do, yeah. it shows. Yeah. And you manifest the right clients. Like, yeah. I, absolutely. Like, thank God. Get into it. I thank every day for my clients. I'm not even kidding. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like God sends me angels, my clients. Like, but. I take what I do so seriously and I love what I do. Yeah, the universe like, is responding to that. Yes. Yeah. But and you I'm have like, to my, have the vibration alone right now, don't bring me down. I want to be up here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. This, I'm about to like really get into it and like people are going to get mad, but I like asking the hard question. <laughs> do you feel, first of all, do you feel that people didn't, if you ever had this problem, do you feel people don't take your business serious because you're a woman? Do you see maybe men, like for example, not to put you on the spot, but uh, Gina's husband does own a business. Um, when he opened his business, because he opened it later than you, did you notice certain things maybe went smoother for him than it did for you? Do you feel as a, do we, you guys feel as women, we have, we're given a tougher time because we're women business owners versus men? I feel like in 2023, no. Back then, yes, but I feel- Back women, then when? When you opened? No, no, I'm saying like back in the day. I mean, I feel like men were the ones who own more businesses, but now I feel and like- And woman stays home. Yeah, yeah women yeah. have more respect yeah. now. Um, I think that- So none of you had challenges like being getting clientele or starting your business being I woman? think for me, it was more like the competition because people are so used to like the non-quality services. I think that has been my- And we're in the beauty field. So right. I feel like they trust So people are so used to like their finance, finance for sure. Right. Finance. Finance. Yeah. You have trouble? Yeah, of course. And I feel like you could either look at it two ways. The first experience I ever had when someone saw me and they were like to me, oh, so you are applying for this and you do you do hair? And I was like, no, and obviously this isn't the place for me. And I left and cried. I wasn't going to let him see me cry. But of then course. it was like a challenge for me. Like, okay, now- you just set me on fire. Like, wait until I go into the next room. I'm going to know everything I need to know. So it's like, I guess it depends on how you take it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I thrive under challenges. Like, doubt me and I have energy. So it depends on how you take that criticism. Like, there's always going to be somebody, even if it's not a man. Like, somebody's going to always make you feel like, mm -hmm. you know, can you do this? Yeah. You know, or, like, some type of way. What about you? Because you're in the you're in the media industry, and I just wanted to I wanted to um, piggyback on what you said earlier, when it's there because they all do services. But Vanessa, you're in the media industry, and I know for me, I'm a podcaster. I'm really trying hard. I obviously came out season you're three hard with a here. new logo and a new look, but I have a lot of ma male podcasts that just there are two episodes in and they were viral, and I feel like I'm competing with these men because I'm a woman. Do you feel? Like you get challenges in the media industry? I really mind my business. Like, <laughs> I really just, that's they part of like earlier, earlier, like that working on that sense of belief, right? Where my challenge was like really believing I could do it. I had to just, I had this conversation with someone yesterday and like, I'm just, thank God that like I'm in a more patient place because the old Vanessa would have just said a lot of crazy things. Like, 
Maybe, but I don't know and I don't care because like the few people, like the few people that like, I'm sorry, fuck with me. Like they fuck with me. And like, that's really (laughs) what I need. Like, that's really all I need because if we spend, and we hear it all the time, like if you spend time like looking around, you're always going to be dizzy. And the thing is, if I don't just focus on my lane, like sure, maybe my first 10 podcast episodes are only at 50 views, but then podcast episode number 11 I just tried a different strategy. I brought a different guest. I did better marketing and that went viral. Like podcast one through 10 is going to go viral because now you want to know what I was doing before. But if I would have stopped at episode nine, I wouldn't know what episode 11 exactly. looked like. Or exactly. spend energy exactly. thinking about yeah. who, thinking but. about like spending energy, thinking about yeah. who, thinking but. about like spending energy at those beginning phases, thinking about who's your competitor, what they're thinking. Like, I'm in my own lane. I can't see anybody here. Like, right? Just focusing. We have so much energy. Focus that in yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if anything with men, at least the men in my life, like my father is an entrepreneur. And I'll never forget the first time I had an idea to start a business. I was doing the fashion blogging and I was like, oh, me and mom are going to open a a boutique. Right? A boutique. I'm like, we're going to order all this clothes from China. It's going to be great. It's going to be cheap. Like, we're going to, all of it, right? Like, my she and my dad looked at me. He's like, people don't have to buy clothes, Vanessa. He's like, people don't have to buy clothes. He's like, that's... But they will. They're going to wake up one day and they don't need to buy clothes. And like, my dad shut me down. And I remember when I got my first like ring light, he's like, that's so bright. You're going to be blinded, right? Or like, he'll he'll go by my bedroom and I was like doing tutorials. He's like, this one thinks that makeup and hair is going to pay, is going to pay her life. Like, oh, that just looking pretty is what's going to pay... When I started making money in network marketing, selling shampoo, selling hair products, like I showed my dad my first big check. He's like, yeah, but you got to pay out your team. I'm like, no, I don't. They got paid already. Like, so the only person in my life that I've felt I've had to quote unquote prove myself to is like just my father because like he's given me everything and he still has no idea. I'll leave with a big backpack, four cameras, two lights. And he just looks at me like, fucking coloring like yeah i'm that's coloring right. i'm coloring people need yeah. social media like yeah, people need marketing i don't need him but i've also like i the same way i don't need my father to understand what i'm doing because i'm happy yeah. i don't need any other male like like you either you're with it or you're not man's is woman's in general too that yeah can be yes. i think women, I think women have challenged me more other women have been harder you. than uh, men for sure, yeah. finance industry, this industry, but, any go industry. Ahead, but, but. Other women have been harder than men. Too. But yeah. I feel like that's insecurities when they feel like you're the their competition. They yes. don't understand that there's a difference. We own ourselves and we own the difference. Like they're gonna have their own, we're gonna have our own. Yeah. Right. Well, what I was gonna say is, my dad does ask me the same thing. Like, what does that do for you? And a lot of people who don't know, I don't think people understand. Like when you see Jennifer Lopez or. Brad Pitt or George Clooney going on Good Morning America, they're promoting their movie. They're not getting paid for that. I think that's what people don't understand. When you're interviewing something, someone like someone the other day asked me, what do you charge your guests? I'm like, you're not supposed to charge us. Like you're opening a podcast and you don't know that. Like you don't charge your guests, nor do you get, do they pay you? And that's the problem with inter- like the media industry. Like where I'm at, it's, I, I'm, I'm my product. I'm my, I'm my business. I don't charge my guests. They, they don't charge me. But I do sponsorships. I do if I get some sponsors, I, I promote products. I, but I, I think people are like, well, what is this? Feel? The first couple of years, no, I'm in the I'm in the red. I'm yeah. still in the red. I spend money. I spend studio time. Uh, that photo shoot, I didn't do for my health. That logo, right. that website, I didn't do it for my health. I did it. I put money out 
And did I get it? Have I gotten return for what I spent? No. Right. But it's going to come. But it's going to come. As but long it's going to stay. And that's that what is, people don't understand. Like people that's think, far bigger than business. And I do. Did I, and I think, and I want to say to everyone, I think the branding, how I started the podcast real quick. I said this before. It was a school project. I was my, my last year of uh, college. I was graduating and it was an intro to podcasting. I wasn't going to do it. I had a few people reach out to me saying they loved the first five episodes. The semester starts, I mean, ends in December. And it was after the December. I didn't have to continue doing it. It was just a five-episode project. I continued doing it. Um, made every, every, every week was a different assignment. Oh, open an Instagram for your podcast. Uh, create a logo. I did everything on Canva. It looked... When you came on and you and came you on. And you helped me with my business. And you, yes. She said to me, oh, you should use... Because I was like, oh, I, I, I've done everything. We had a phone call. I said, use yeah. Canva. But so I just I was over it. <laughs> I told you in our episode, and you guys can Our play it. Good. I <laughs> said that um, I don't. I want a brand new look. I wanted. I wanted a more mature look. And as soon as I put money into it, and I put more time, yeah, and people people started realizing, oh, she's not playing around. And that's where my numbers started going. And my and that's when I'm like, okay, so this is what I. I as soon nine, as you start believing 11, yourself, you, that you have to keep going. As soon as you start believing in yourself, things yes. really start moving. Because I started to really like, okay, this is the Chica's project. This is my show. I'm the host. This is what we're doing. Yeah, period. And it's and it's period. and period. And it's and it's, it's scary. <laughs> that's a key. Believe in yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's the hardest part, especially like, and not like all of your businesses are hard, but it's like, oh, like I don't like. It's in me and Vanessa's industry. You either like me or you don't. I can't change my. If I don't like my hair, okay, but owning you, owning you is important. Too. Um, I'm. This is my show. I'm a uh, Puerto Rican, Dominican, Spaniard woman, 30 years old. I'm a single. This is what I talk about. You're either my audience or you're not. But what I did in the past two seasons that I said I wasn't going to do this season was try to be everyone's audience. I stopped doing that. I was wasting nah, my time. This is my audience, everybody. and We're you're like it or everybody. not. <laughs> Yep. You're not for everybody. You're not everyone's. And that's everyone's industry. I've turned down people that wanted some crazy fluffy brow thing that I was like, I don't think I know what that is or do that. So I'm not for you. Yeah. You know, because this, this isn't like, you're this being look true. At, no, yeah, you're look at my yeah. portfolio, look at my page and see if you like any of this. Cause if not, I can't fulfill you. Like you mm-hmm. need to go somewhere else. And that going back to challenges, like starting your business, it's like when you start a business, right? You have no clients. So you're like, I'm going to take anything that comes. Right. And like yeah, you're taking the things is. that come. And it's like, as you're doing client one, you're like, I didn't like that. And right. then you're like doing client, but you're right. taking the money because you have no money. So you're like, I'm just going to do yeah. it. And then by the time you're at client 10, you're like, I just don't do that. Right. Like it's a no. Yeah. Like it's a hard no. Actually, you start was, taking everything. Yeah, you'll you take, start so in the beginning, I didn't. I used to say, please send me a picture of your brows like two weeks before because I would look at the brows. I would analyze the brows. I would have a plan in place. Like, can I can I give this person like the best quality want. or can I not? And I would turn down a lot of people because I'm like, one, it's going to set me off the rails if I give someone something horrible that I have to see forever. So it was like, I really made sure that whatever I was doing was like good quality work. Then again, it's permanent. It's not like... I can right. be like, come back and we fix right. it. It's not so like yeah. me like making so a photo right. shoot and then hate it. And but it's like, like, well, I saying, guess we're not working together like, anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever. But like you're saying, it's like, you know, I was like, I just put how, how much money, like I'm trying to get it. anybody in this store to like, mm-hmm. I'll take yeah. So it's like, you know, taking and refusing something that you're not able to give. That moment too is like networking too, because maybe what that person wanted, their best friend, like you don't do it, but they know someone that, 
does do your style and they're like, right. hey, like this girl wasn't good for me. Like, and they show their friend and it's like, oh yeah, but I like her. Because everyone has their own style, is their own type, right? Like, well, their I, own specialty. They're yeah, there's like something, something you're good at, right? Love and like, some. I used to think I wanted to be like into tattoos and then somebody humbled me really quick when they're like, but you're not good at that. You're good at brows. So stick with it. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Stick to what you're good stick at. Stick with what you're good at, yeah. right? Like, and then like the identity that I don't even have tattoos. Like, why would I want to do that? Because mm. I thought it looked cool or like it was a cool thing to me. I still think it's cool, but not need to be. I think to do it. we have a need when we first start our brands and our businesses to want to be accepted by everyone. And that's when we lose. That's where I was losing personally, because that's like, why would I? And some of the people I was trying to attract, listen in my head, I was like, well, wait a minute. I wouldn't even be friends with you. Like, I wouldn't even get grab a coffee with you. So why do I care if you listen to me or not? So I just started realizing. Or just okay, shut off the noise. Yeah. Just like I'm focused on the people who listen, the people who love it, they do. And that's it. And the people who want to go to you for brows or to you for lashes, you for hair, you for. That's, that's your audience. And that's it. That's all that matters. In my experience, I yes. feel like, um, you know, I've been in business for almost seven years. You see people comes and goes. Mm -hmm. They come, they want to be part of you. They want to be with you. Others, that's their goal. But then halfway, they're like, oh, I'm so slow. Oh, I'm not making money. But it takes time to get there. And we all go through it. Like, we all go through it. But, like, and you tell them, like, listen, it's going to take at least a year for you to, like, see a little bit of income coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they, I feel like they leave too soon. Yeah, they don't want the gratification. Yes. People want to work and see the, see the results. Yes. But and it, then they have to go someone else and start all over again. Exactly. And that's when it's like. So like, why don't why you just you stay, right. you know, learn, gain experience, see if this is hot. what you want to do, you know, and when then if this too, is what you want to do, then mm -hmm. maybe you want to make out something out of this, or maybe you just want to stay and be just an employee, you know? Uh, so many times I wanted it to be like, oh my God, I just want, you know, it's, it's stressful. And sometimes you're like, I just want to be an employee again, you know? But then you're like, no, maybe not, you know? So like sometimes you doubt yourself and you say like, because it's not, it's easy, you know? People don't see what we go through behind the scene. Yeah. You know, and we go through so much and, but we always have to, you know, we do our best and, they you just know, see the outcome. They don't see the I tell you, yeah. want to get back to yeah. being an employee yeah. at least once yeah. a week. Oh, yeah. I'm like, for, you forget <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. go work but, for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. No one understands that you have to start here and work your way up. Everyone yeah. wants that's to go and we, the yeah. but it's, yeah. you know, that's how we, I feel And we got through, we got to go through the steps. But there's benefits to waiting it out and being, I think the biggest benefit is like, I'm able to take clients the way I want to. No one's saying to me like, uh, you have 15 minutes to map this. No, I block you off for the amount of time that me and you feel comfortable before I start. That's my mm. way of doing things. Like, yeah. I don't have to tell someone, oh, okay, but I want to do... No, like, no one's telling me. I'm giving you the quality and the experience I want you to have, right? Yeah. So right. that's the benefits that outweigh, you know, the lows, but... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get, you know, you get through it. Yeah, I mean, you, just, you know, you have people that support you in the business. You have great clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, you they also need to stop comparing to others. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's their own journey and mm -hmm. they should be able to lay back and just enjoy the whole process because it's not That's what easy. I started learning this year. And, yeah. you know, you and will get there when the right that, time is. Look at that sister-in-laws and they both are in the same industry. Like, yeah. how many people can you say, right, that they have a great relationship with their best friends in yeah. the same industry, right? Like, or me, right? We're best friends. And if she wants to do it, like, there's a room for us all to grow. 
Yeah, right? Like, there's no need for me to be like, you're my competition. To take down and other you're business. Gonna, whatever. Yeah. Like, we all, because guess what? If I need help or if I need something, she'd be there and I'd be there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. there's no need for us to, like, be. I just had a conversation and this person was telling me, oh, he's like, I want to open up a nail salon. And I'm like, go ahead. Believe me, it's not that easy that what it looks like. And they only see the outside. They only see... Like, um, open it for the right reasons. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, if you're just doing it for money, it's not going to work out. No. Mm. That's our you passion. You need to know through. what you're doing. You need to know the people that you're hiring. If they don't have that passion, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Or... And sorry, sorry. I was just real quick. Go like, ahead. Go ahead. Anything that I've learned, and going back to, like, the first year question, um, because it's so true. I feel like we should always repeat that. Like, stop comparing yourself or, like, competition. Mm-hmm. Like, we can say it a million times and people are still going to compare and compete. But collaboration over competition is just, like, so important. I remember someone who's very important in my life personally and in business now. Um, he was technically one of my first, like, branding clients and, like, me helping him rebrands but we were in the same industry like we were working the same network marketing business and i'm like i'm gonna tell him things but i'm not gonna tell him too much because like he's dominican we're the same age we're in the same industry so like all the dominican clients are gonna go to him if he gets too good like i'm like i'll give him some keys but like i won't give him too much and then i just fell in love with like how real of a human he was and then i'm just so passionate about what i do that like i couldn't help but help him and it's been three years later and we have never had an interaction where like we have to split a client or like we have to do anything. So in that moment, I'm like, if I would have never helped him with everything I knew, like he wouldn't have gotten so far in his business. I wouldn't have grown so much in my business because now he speaks so well of the experience that we had. So in that moment, like I really learned like collaboration over competition because now I had never known his clientele before that moment. And now that we collaborated, like his clientele knows who I am. And there's like an exchange of energy there. You support each other. Yeah. 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 I love Amy, that. how many times do me and you call each other to collaborate or All to the talk time. about, All you know, time. what's working for yeah. in her business versus yeah. mine or you know, yeah. and we, we help need each to other. support each other. Yeah, we always do. Like, and I get people all the time asking me, like, oh, wait, so she's your sister-in-law, but wait, she owns a salon too, but how, are you guys competing? Like, I get that question all the time. I don't know if you get questions like that, but mm-hmm. um, no, no, oh, no. I ask no. questions like that. I'll say no, it real quick. I, when y'all both opened it, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'll hold the mirror like, ooh, I don't want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'll say it. No, but no, but on a serious note, they we, both, we, they're yeah. both super, they're sis, like when they say sister-in-laws, they're actually sister-in-law. She's married to Aunt Ima's yeah. brother. We're and best they both, friends. They're we, best yeah, friends. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They've known each. I mean, so they've. Cool. This I know. Is yeah. <laughs> and I, they've, we been, are, they've been you know. knowing each other for ten years, yeah. as long as they've been together. Long and time. They both opened their businesses at different times, and they're both really supportive. Like I was at Gina's house for a party. What party was it? And I remember you. It was close to the holidays, and the two receptionists from your salon and your salon were talking. And they were mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, we just told them it's our sister salon. We just referred them." And the receptionist was like, "Yeah, we did refer to you too." And there were two receptionists were speaking to each other about how they refer when they're booked. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, like we are. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I get that questions all the time. But we, you know, during summertime, for example, you know, like I get a different clientele and, you know, she knows that. So we are like, com- like booked. Like yeah. we cannot take more clients. We have a wait list. And, you know, we send clients to, you know, Belisa, to Gina. And uh, the same thing. She's booked. 
she will send me clients. Or if I need anything, if I need, I'm out of glue. I run out of the glue and, you know, I don't get it until right. next week. You know, she will give me one of her glues and vice yeah, versa, you know. Yeah, we even sometimes share uh, resectionists too. At one point we, we were, you know, sharing a resectionist because, again, it's so hard to find people too right. sometimes. And, you or, know, we we'll do that. We'll interview people and yeah. if it doesn't work out. With me, yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. try interviewing her. You know, we, yeah. we help each and other. For example, I mean, Randy, for example, um, you know, she has a hair salon. I have a lash salon. And, but, like, we don't talk probably about, like, the lash customers, but we talk about, like, behind-the-scenes business strategies, right? Like, mm-hmm. how you handle this, how you handle that, uh, you know, taxes or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So yeah. I feel like we, Women we need have to a, support each we other. Have a, mm-hmm. I don't believe in competition because I feel like the only person you should be competing with yourself is yourself. Trying to be better. Mm-hmm. If you did something, you don't like it, That's you so just, real. like... The next time, but being confident, like confidence is where that comes from. Make things Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. and just grow, you know. There's clients for everybody. Yeah. yeah. There's clients for everybody. I can be, I cannot be so booked. Like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I cannot take every single client. Like, Mm -hmm. there's clients for everybody here, you know? That's it. Um, What is, um, so for example, I'm going to talk about myself because I'm sure I'm the only one, well, you, but I, Graduated really late, graduated 28, kind of like was late to the game. I finally started this branding. I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30 this year. And this is the year that I was like, you know, I really want to make it happen. 30, 10 years ago when I was 20, I thought everyone, everybody else thought. Married with kids in a house and successful. And (laughs) haha, God always says when you make plans, he laughs. So he's probably laughing right now. So what do you say to women who are like me? Maybe they're in their 30s, early 30s, late 20s who haven't made it yet, who maybe are now looking into, hey, I want to open my own business, but they're thinking, I'm too old, it's too late, I'm past my prime, I can't do it, blah, 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 blah. Well, they're not going to do it if they don't put a goal in their life. Mm. They have to set a goal in their life in order to make it. Right. And I don't think... Your mentality shouldn't be that way. It doesn't matter how old or... It just, if you're passionate about something, you just just work towards it and mm-hmm. just do it. It doesn't Set matter. Your give up. You're 40, 45. It doesn't matter yeah. anymore. It doesn't like, matter. If you never try matter. it, they, what do they say? If you never try it, they don't... How do you know? Yeah, how do yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, for like what we do, Abby, it's also like Oprah got her biggest, like her her main gig as a talk show host at 32. Like, so I got two more years. It's, it's, you got, <laughs> you got. I saw something on social media that Oprah got fired or Yeah, she, her then, biggest yeah. break was like after she got fired. So mm-hmm. my thing now is the timelines is such, it'll haunt you. It'll mm-hmm. hold you back. Yep. Like all of the things at the end of the day, it's, it's like Miriam is saying, it's like, what is the goal? Like, I don't mean to get morbid, but if I die tomorrow, like, can I say to myself, like, Oh, yeah, I really wanted to try that hosting thing. I can say, like, hey, I had three seasons of a podcast that, yep. well, you know, respectfully, like, maybe it goes viral after you die. Like, how many times does yeah. that happen, right? But, but if you would have like, not done it and tried it, you wouldn't have, have had so it. Yeah. Yourself and I think that's, that's, what, that's what opened for me was, like, yeah, I want to, like, tomorrow if I'm gone, say I did everything I wanted to do. And at yeah. any yeah. point, you can, like, rebrand yourself. That was my thing for my kids was, like, mm. they're like, Mom, they asked me, what do you do? Do you trade socks or do you do tattooing? Like, at any point. You can, you can take re-brand. something on and yep. rebrand your whole self. Like, yep. mm-hmm. I can be this and I can be that. 
like why do I have to be in this box of just this? Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that was probably my like to my children, I'm like, if this is not making you happy, find what does. And don't be scared of like failing at it because how are you gonna know if you're gonna maybe you won't fail, you know? But like at any point, like I'm like, maybe at 50 I wanted to, you know, yeah. do something else. Who and knows? taking like, advantage of the times too. Like I feel like that's a very and sorry to cut you off, man, yeah. but it's like that's such an old school, like state of mind yes. it's like you have to have life figured out by 30. i saw a TikTok the other day that was like who told young me 30 was old like i'm 31 now and it's like girl i'm just understanding life like now i know like no one can tell me nothing <laughs> yeah. i know who i am i know yeah. what i want i know what i'm gonna do like i had the same idea like kids married like all that by 30. i don't know what like that was just who said that yeah. like my mom wow. my dad my abuela like bro None of them lay their head down and are me at night. Like, I need to pursue what I want for exactly. myself. Because, bro, if I die tomorrow, it just has to be great. Exactly. Well, this is my advice that I always give to my daughter. She's 19 and she's so young. But that doesn't mean anything. I feel like we don't know. It can be, or day, it can be tomorrow. We don't have an exact day when it's going to be your last day. So I tell her all the time. Do as much as you want right now. You're so young, but enjoy it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think she sees that of me, that I'm going to work, and I'm like, I just give myself, and Abby can see it, my everything. So my for client. you specifically, because you had your daughter at 15, there's so many, I know I'm friends with a lot of teen moms. What do you say? Because I think it's different, and I think it's fair to say that when you have a kid, it's different. Like right now, I'm doing everything I can. I don't have a child chasing after me. But you're 15 years old, you just had a kid, and now you have two businesses. You have, I mean, you have two locations of your business. What do you say to people like, well, I had a baby at 18, like, or I had a baby at young, I don't have time to open a business. How did you do it? Because you had to watch, you had to be a mother first. I had a goal. I always wanted to mm. be soul sufficient. I didn't want to mm. uh, feel like I was uh, like a responsibility to my parents. I didn't want to feel a like responsibility to a person that came into my life because yeah. I had a kid already, mm -hmm. so I didn't want to feel like that. It was my my kid. It was my responsibility. So I had to figure it out a way to feel self-sufficient, even that that relationship that I had at the time uh, didn't allow me to. I figured out a way to. <laughs> so, <strong>. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there is always a way. There is always a way. We just have to set a goal. Or you have and to have you the have right to people know where to you, you want to go. That's it. Okay. If you feel out. like, okay, this is what you want. You want to be a housewife. I respect that because that's a hard work. I can do it myself. I can be home. I can be taking care of kids 24-7. Uh, that's not me. Yeah. But if you want to feel like an independent person, you can do it. It's going to be hard. But I feel it's hard also being home. Yeah, I think it's harder. Losing <laughs> I think it's harder being yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> It is. So, yeah. I've offered to want to be home. your kids, so I don't so want to hear it. But it sounds, it sounds nice being at home, but I think it's a lot but more. But I, yeah. I think mom. it's easier if you don't lose your identity. Like, some people yeah. be like, as you I your MBA with, with all your kids. I'm like, because that was me still. Like, that's yeah. what kept me sane with, this is my identity. Like, maybe I'm not working, I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I still kept my identity, which allowed me to, like, be a better you mother. Stuck to your goals. Yeah, yeah. but, like. But and by seven, and then you focused on you, did your studies, did what you had to do. Yeah, Robert, Joey, they were at college with me. Like, yeah, like I didn't let it stop me from being me. So it yeah. like 
it's like it actually helped me. Like, because I think if I sat home all day and didn't know what, and I conducted my whole life around them, mm-hmm. like there, I would feel no purpose. I would feel like no, even though like motherhood is the like really, I'm not even joking. I'm like, once you have a kid, it's a different type of like energy. Like you're like, okay, it's not just about me. Like someone's looking at me that I'm providing for, that I'm like a role model for. Like it's a different type of yeah. like you know motivation, but. Mm-hmm. I always kept, I always tell people who like are stay-at-home moms, be a stay-at-home mom, but like have a hobby, have something that's still you, like keep your friends, like keep, like not to think the worst or else it doesn't work out or something, but like just don't lose yourself and mother. You can be an amazing mother and still be an independent person who you are yeah, outside of being a mother. So what do you say, mm-hmm. because you mentioned it before, obviously you, you said it and you were going through divorce. So there are a lot of women going through divorces and Maybe they were stay-at-home moms. You, even before, when you were married, you were doing your finances. But you decided in your life change to go into the permanent makeup business. What do you say to women out there who are going through a divorce, who probably have been married 10, 15 years, and they probably feel like they're lost? Because I can't imagine what that's like. Or what just women that are feel stuck. A lot feel, of women feel stuck because feel it's like a scary thing. Maybe they were... a. Uh, I can relate to that. I definitely can relate to that. They're 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 accustomed. It's fear to loss the stability. 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 That's what I was gonna say. My question is, what do you say to ladies who maybe are accustomed to their spouse's income because they were stay-at-home moms? That although that's that is the hardest job. That's not a job that pays. So what do you say to the women who are going through divorces Mm. and now they're like, okay, what do I do? What is, what is your message to them? Like, you can't buy happiness. Like, happiness is another level. I'd be in an apartment and happy. Like, you have to live your truth. Be happy. Like, start over. Randy met it. me. Like, she knows me for years. And she can tell every one of you how different I was, like, eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. I was a totally different person. Like, I was, I mean, I was happy in my marriage. So, it's hard for me because it's, like, I was happy. But things happen. I knew I no longer needed to be in that marriage. Um... But I also, my kids are accustomed to a certain life, and I can't provide that for them. But I was going to figure it out. That motivated you even more. I was going to figure it out. Whatever it was, OnlyFans feet pics was about to be next. (laughs) So anyway, it was happening. By any means necessary, Amanda was going to get you. I got you. Feet pics has crossed my mind. Sorry, mom. Like, listen, we were figuring it out. I wasn't going to be like, roll over and be like, oh, well, it looks like, no, like, I think you need to just, and I think it's my mother has never, ever felt bad for me. She's yes. never said to me, oh, well, it's hard. She came to my house. She's like, why are you a hot mess? I'm like, the baby's not sleeping. She's like, okay, get it together. Come on. You had children, right? Yeah. Now rise to the occasion. It's not easy. Figure it out, right? Like, yeah. that's it. Like, I have a tough mother. I love and hate her. My brother, he's Yo, living the life because she's out. so sweet to him. Me, she's hard. <laughs> she, I always say, I'm like, you need my mom for a week and you'll be like another woman. Because she's held me accountable. She doesn't feel bad. Mm. She's like, you you want this or you don't? You're not going to sit here you're gonna sit here and complain about it and do what? Nothing? Like, you know, like, if this isn't the life you want, then go get that life. Whatever yeah. that looks like to you. But don't okay. sit here and be like, oh, you know, I'm right. so feel miserable. Bad for yourself. Yeah. Okay, no one's holding you hostage. Yeah. Like, figure it out. There's a way out. It might take 10 steps backwards at mm. first. And it might look scary. And it might be like, oh, my gosh, I have to be uncomfortable. But, like, 
uncomfortable to create growth on your own and stability on your own is so much more worth it than staying in the position and complaining, you know? Preach, sister. She's taking us to church on a Sunday. Oh, wait. Who's that, Mimosa? I don't know. All right, so pass it. Are you guys joking? I've been looking for champagne for a minute. Pass it to me. I'll split it with Vanessa. Since she's taking us to church on a Sunday. Wow. I love that. Damn, my mom was hard too, though. But like in a in a very, in a way that was good for me. Like, because she knew I was tough. My mom always told me, joking, like not jokingly, but jokingly, but not jokingly. There's truth in every joke. She was like, I oh, she always avoided dating anybody who was in the military. Because if you know the military, they move every two years. And she had no plans of leaving Puerto Rico. I was born in Puerto Rico. And haha. My dad gets a job, gets recruited to Fort Monmouth. Fort Monmouth no longer exists, but a lot of people in New Jersey know Fort Monmouth. It's an army base. Mm -hmm. And her first year, she was devastated. She stayed home with me. I was like four years old when I came here. And she was depressed and crying every day. And she didn't know the language. She didn't know the culture. My dad was the main breadwinner. We lived in a small apartment in a two-bedroom in Heaton Town. And something snapped in her after the year. And she said, I said, I'm not, I have a master's. I, she literally was, had her master's. She just never did her thesis. So when she realized she was moving to the United States, she's like, oh, no, I'm not. I just spent all this money. Finished her thesis in time, got her master's degree. She's like, and after her first year, she said, I'm not staying home and, and not doing anything. After I spent all this money to get my BA, to get my master's, she started taking with me in the car. Back then, there was no GPS for a lot of young kids. These, these things that you would fold in and out, they're called maps. Or map questions <laughs> to print them, all the, map, all the papers. <laughs> and my mom took this map and would take me with her to this uh, school where Thank she God learned English. Thank God for the GPS. <laughs> yeah, she learned English. And one time <laughs> on her way back, she did not, she got lost with me. She didn't know how to get back. There was no cell phones back. It took her like maybe two hours to go back to Eaton Town from where she was. And I think where she was wasn't far. Uh, my dad was freaking out, but so she started learning the language, learning the history, started um, in Marlboro, then started teaching at Brookdale and Monmouth University. And then in 99, I got pregnant with my brother, took that year off. And then in 2000, started full time, like her first full time job at a middle school where she's at. She's been at since 2000. And with her accent, like she, she, she I remember her telling me, like when she started at Marlboro, Marlboro was her first school that she taught at. Kids were mean, kids disrespected her, didn't care. Her accent was, or she still has an accent today, but it's not how it was back then. And she's now, you know, getting ready to retire. But she really inspired me because. Breathe. <laughs> I, I witnessed as a child being here. I remember being five, six years old, we went to Sears and the lady, she was explaining, my mom was giving her this coupon and the coup, my mom was right. But before it came to that conclusion, the lady's like, you don't understand, you don't speak English. Wow. And I remember being five or six years Just old. Just for the fact mm. that and they act I couldn't speak up because you, you stay in a child's place. Mm -hmm. Right. And you don't get involved. Versus now, if I hear that, I'm flipping out because I'm 30 years old, you're not gonna speak to my mother like that. But the manager came in, the point is the employee was wrong. But you just jumped to the conclusion that you hear an accent on my mom and yes. that she's ignorant and that she's not mm -hmm. educated. Yes. And my mom fought a lot. And I think that's where I got my passion from because now she's a teacher of 20 something years 
here, not including the 17 years she already had in Puerto Rico. And she got up at 5.45 every morning. She still gets up at 5.45. And she didn't send to school with just like cereal. She woke, I got pancakes, I got eggs. Like she filled my stomach to go to school. And she picked us up. Up until I was in eighth grade, she'd take me to the bus stop because she was just that scared. I, and I'd stay in the car with her till the bus came. I never walked to the bus stop. She had me very sheltered because living here, even though it's been a blessing, it was a culture shock. She came here at 31, 32 years old. Imagine living in a country for 32 years and then you're moving. So I think that's where my passion is and I think that's where my mom, my, her, her drive and everything to say, I'm gonna make it here. I'm not from here, but I'm gonna make it here and that's where I got my drive and I don't have an excuse. I speak perfect English. I grew up here, I, w I went to school here. So if she could do it, if anybody could do it, Amy came from another country, you came from another country, Miriam. Um, there's no reason why we can't do it. And that's there is also no like reason. where I can help held myself accountable, where I'm just like, well, no, I don't have an excuse, you know? And I think that's where I, my drive was like, no, I'm, I'm gonna do this for myself and I'm gonna make her proud and I'm gonna make my parents proud. And my point of this whole story was back to don't rely on a man because like I was saying, my mom came here, my dad was the main income. 2006 came, he lost his job, like just like everybody did in the recession. And then she became the main income. Right. And then we, they didn't buy their house. We rented, we didn't buy a house till 2010. I was 17 years old. And a week after my, we moved in March of 2010, my dad lost another job. She was now the breadwinner and with her job alone, she was able to pay the mortgage and everything. And we've never been behind. Lights has never been shut off. I've never had to wonder if I'm gonna eat. And sure. it's just so, I, what my point is, don't rely on anyone. And it's not that we don't love our men and for people who are married and have boyfriends who are listening to this, but my mom came in here not being the main breadwinner. And then back, back then at one point in their life, she, ha she, be she was the main breadwinner. Now they're both equal and everything's worked out, but you just don't know. You just don't know. So don't rely on anyone. Don't rely on your spouse. Yeah, that's the person you're supposed to trust and confide in. Or, I mean, but, like, it's not about more relying. It's just, like, don't lose your path. Don't yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I love being a stay-at-home mom. I love raising my kids. I have now, I work around my kids' schedule. And, I mean, I thought I wanted to work for Goldman Sachs, but, like, But now you're relying on yourself. Yeah, but I still am a stay-at-home. I still take care of my kids all day. I just work around their schedule. Right? Yeah. But, like... It's not even about relying on someone. It's just like having a backup plan in place. Right. Like because stay-at-home mom, some people just are made to. I truly believe. Or is it backup, be, or is it just your plan? Like I never financially contributed for many parts of of my life, but like my job was taking care of my kids. Right. But in the back of my mind, God forbid, shit went sideways. Right. I yeah, knew. Listen, like mm -hmm. this is what I would do. You know. So. Well, you said it before when you decided when you ended your marriage. You said my kids are accustomed to a But I was fully, sudden. I was fully dependent on him. But what did you just say earlier? You just said my kids are accustomed to his life, yeah. and I was going to continue giving it to him. And that's when only you fans, feet pics. I mean, right now we're in a time you could do anything. Just give I mean, me an iPhone. Okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you came if and you hustled. You'll marry a millionaire and he's yeah. making millions and you don't have to. You could rely on him. Like, I would okay, rely. Okay, that's okay. But 
I'm sure you're passionate about something. something like, yes. Don't Do something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lose yourself. Don't lose yourself. Just yes. always have a sidekick or exactly. something. Just in case, just something happens. And you, know? you just don't yeah. know. It's such tomorrow. a crazy world yeah. these days. But like, rely on him if you need yeah. to. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah. well, you're well, not no, going to yes. have a mentor. Like, no in reason. my situation, yeah, my mom relied on him, and then I'm just kidding. I'm just the vice versa. But what I'm, what I, my point is, don't. Don't just don't lose yourself. Don't put all your eggs in one basket because literally, and it's not even about breaking up. Life is too short. We're here today, not gone tomorrow. God forbid your spouse dies and that was your main income. You're gonna have to work. Or he just has life is love real. yourself. Find something you're passionate in. It. Find your talent. Don't lose yourself mm -hmm. because it's just you're. Everyone's good at something, and it doesn't have to be a lot. A lot of these women here today are in the beauty industry. It doesn't have to be in the beauty industry doesn't have to be in the media industry. If you want to go get up and cook empanadas and you want to open up a restaurant and, and cook, like, I know a lot of women that make, like, yes. six yeah. figures a year selling empanadas because they're just <laughs> good at it. I think they're passionate. But days. also the yeah. extreme of the opposite is, like, I have friends who love their kids but can't give up their independence and have a hard time letting go of, like, you know, I need to give 100 to my job, but, like, I'm lacking in being a mother, like, balancing it and, like, being able to give up because some people who let's say you were raised with a single mother who you saw struggle you're like i'm never going to be that to the point to the extreme where you're like i'm never home with my kids now because i'm so i'm hustling so hard right. to make sure that i'm okay right. when really it's like it's to okay to let you go a find a balance. i was going to say that yeah and i think um you know like i saw that back in the days like back home you know when i was a little girl like mom stays home and dad goes to work that's how it was yes mm -hmm. i mean you know that's how I saw it. But even even then, my mom, like, you know, my mom is my role model. Yeah. Like, she, my dad, my, my dad was a farmer. Um, and my mom, you know, had a business. As I remember back in the days, a supermarket, you know. So they both worked. And my mom, since I remember my mom as, a, like, a little girl, like, I remember, I she's always working. Even until today, like. She doesn't stop. Like, she's always in some kind of business, like yeah. doing something. And that's how I, I got it from, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, both of them, you know. But my mom was, like, the one that, like, she was, like, kind of a man. Like, she was always, yeah. like, nonstop. And she showed me, taught me so much about business. And, you know, when I when I feel down, when I have those days, you know, I, I think of her. And I, and I see her. And I, like, look who, where my mom is today, you know. Yeah. And I am who I am today because of my parents, my mom, yeah. and, you know, my brothers and sisters that are like, you know, they're also, you know, great, you know, business owners as well. And yeah. your parents got yeah. divorced at a young right. age. So same thing. Your mom yep. had four of you to yeah. take care of that. She had to hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but to it do. would probably be very hard for you to step back and be like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. Right. Because yeah. in your head, I, I don't I don't I can see that. Like, I don't right. see that. Like, it doesn't. So exist. for me, like, being a stay at home mom and working like and I grew up with a mother who worked all day, every day. She was like, right. So it was hard for me to let go of like, OK, do I have value? Yeah. That I'm home taking mm. care of my kids, but yeah. I was still fulfilled doing it. So it was like a really back and forth. It's like an internal battle. Yeah. yeah. And then like the moment I was like, you know what? I can still do me a little bit on the side and still be the best mom. That was like, and my mom was, 
go enjoy your kids. Don't worry about work. I'm like, really? Coming from the woman who got up at five in the morning, worked till all day, every yeah. day. Like, yeah. it's hard when you see something yeah. and you mm -hmm. idolize yeah. that. I just don't want, because I've seen it, anyone who goes through, not Amanda, Amanda, not Amanda, but any woman that goes through a divorce who's been a stay-at-home mom and never worked, that just because maybe you're, a part of your life is ending, like, you can still find yourself. And it's like Randy said too earlier. Late. That there's no age limit. And find a passion. And if you're worried about how to cover, like, go and work for it. And it doesn't make you, it doesn't make you less of a mom. I think we're judged as women if we work too much or we don't work enough. People have a, uh, have stereo, uh, have a certain persona against stay-at-home moms. Oh, you have it easy. Women or moms who, who work too much. Oh, you neglect your kids. We have a lose-lose yeah. situation anyway. And that's what I was trying to get at earlier with the question is, do you feel as, as women... Um, you get a harder time owning a business because women were so we're we have to have so many hats. If mm -hmm. you're a mom, your child comes first. How dare you work? If you don't work, how dare you stay at home all day? And make your husband like it's a it's a lose lose. So do what makes you happy. Work if you want to work. If you want to stay at home, stay at home. Find a balance. Now and nowadays, a tribe. you yeah. can have a good work, tribe. You can do a, a business. You need to have a good tribe. You need to have a good people. You can have a business from home. Yeah. You need to have good surround friends. Be, surround yourself yes. with good people. Yeah. I have mom friends yeah, that I'm absolutely. like, what email did I miss this week? Like, what's important that I miss? Like, having someone you could call and be like, hey, can you help me do this? Whatever. Like, being able to have a good support system yeah. and people that, you know. Believe in you and, yeah, yeah behind you. Yeah. I think it's important yeah. also to watch who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Because yes. like, if you're surrounding yourself with people that is constantly complaining, they're sad, they're like, that's what you're going to, like, that's the environment that you're going to be in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So true. Well, before we wrap up, does anybody have any last parting words? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thank yeah, you for having sure. us. You're welcome. Hopefully yeah, whoever's watching you. this feels inspired. Like, it's not <laughs> yeah. too late. You can be you, the best you, mm -hmm. your own, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up and don't look like, to imitate someone else like be you authentic find like, your passion find your passion yeah. find your yeah. truth like live for you people aren't gonna like you people are gonna like you don't do it for that reason like do it for you what yeah. makes you happy and they're gonna be bad days and they're gonna be good days yeah. but don't get stuck on the bad days and mm -hmm. another better day will come mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. enjoy yeah. the good one and yeah. just be patient to pass the bad ones mm -hmm. or it. laugh just yeah. laugh yeah. Yeah. Laugh it all. Yeah. Laugh it all. Doesn't like, last forever. Crazy. Yeah, it's live. Get the cameras out. Everything's yeah. temporary. <laughs> mm -hmm. Real quick, everyone go around in order, um, starting with Vanessa, and give your name, Instagram handle, name of your business, where they can find you. Okay, so my name is Vanessa Contreras, and you can find me on Instagram at TV, and I'm the founder of So Necessary Creative. Um, I'm Brandy Rodriguez. I'm the owner of Iconic Hair Lounge, and you can find me at iconichairlounge.com. I'm Gina Duran, owner of Beliza Lash and Beauty Spa. You can find me on Instagram at Beliza Lash Beauty Spa. And Miriam, and uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at mblookstudio, mblooks underscore studio. Um, and that's it. <laughs> I'm Amanda. I'm the owner of AM Beauty, and you can find me at, at, at AM Beauty PMU. I'm Amy Michelle, and I own Highbrow Lash Bar in Long Branch, um, and you can find us at highbrowlashbar.com. 
And I'm Abigail Amagual, and this has been another episode of the Chicas Project Podcast. And like always, follow us at the Chicas Project Podcast on Instagram. Find us on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Google, Pandora. Until next time, bye, guys. Thank you. Thank bye, you. Ladies.